This is Jason Banbury from the Yavin 4, and you are listening to 5-Year Mission, the podcast. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 23. This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. By now you've figured out that this is the Five-Year Mission podcast. Welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast. In person. Yeah. Tonight marks a very special occasion. <laughs> really that special? <laughs> it's the first time we've done one together in the same room for like eight months. That's true. Yeah, Mike and I uh, just got done with Motley Crue practice. Mike and I and a couple, couple of our buddies that we've done projects with in the past are doing uh, the entire Too Fast for Love album, which if you've been paying attention to the podcast itself you know that mike and i that's one of our favorite albums one of our favorite bands so yep mike suckered me into this project <laughs> i, I kind of just told you you were doing it right yeah no you <laughs> you told me last halloween as soon as as soon as i got off stage doing uh, we, we, we did when we did the nerf herder thing yeah last year got off stage probably like 10 minutes later you came up hey we're doing motley crew next year i just talked to rich we're booked <laughs> like really it's like, I had other plans, but okay. What were your plans, Andy? I was going to do the Exploding Hearts. Yeah. Which uh, is a very tragic band. They put out one album and they were starting to get kind of big. And then their and, hearts exploded? Uh, kind of, sort of. Uh, they were on tour on their very first like national tour mm-hmm. and their van crashed and uh, everybody but the drummer died. Man. Yeah. So it's that's rough. They put out one good album called Guitar Romantic. It's one of my favorite, like full length albums, like of probably the past like 20 years. And they only they only got to do one album. So it's it's a tragic punk rock tale. You know, it's been like three years since we did Nerf Herder, right? You you could have done it any of those other years. I thought Nerf Herder. Wait, what? It, it wasn't last year. It was what did a, I do at last least year, two then? years ago. Last year, I think you did the uh, 80s thing with Banbury. When you had me come up on stage to do the yeah, that's right <laughs> to to do the mallets. That's right. Oh no! On, 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 yeah, because when, when we did white wedding. Yeah, and I was a little, I was a little drunk. Yes, <laughs> so you were. I had no idea what I was doing. Wait, where do I do it? I don't remember the cadence. <laughs> I kept well. You were doing white wedding, and in my head, I heard um, rebel yell. Rebel yell. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, rebel yell. And I uh, I was up there. I kept hearing the do 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 do. From Rebel Yell, and I'm like, where's it go? And I just kept playing it throughout the whole White Wedding song. I'll just play some Billy Idol song with this one drumstick, and it'll somehow work. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Tonight also marks another special occasion for us. The third. Yeah. Round three. Real or fake. So if you haven't listened to past real or fakes, this is how it works. Mike and I each wrote down 10 Star Trek facts, quote unquote facts, and uh, the other person has to determine whether that is real or if it is fake. And so 
we like to like mess with each other and try to throw each other off. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it gets a little complicated. Mike and I already made the deal because in the two past episodes of Real or Fake that we did, uh, we had some number questions uh, and it was like, hey, how many light years is it from at Deep Space Nine to Earth? And it was like, and I said, I said, it is one hundred eighty five thousand two hundred thirty two light years or whatever it was from Earth. And Mike's like, that's real. And I was like, no, it's one hundred eighty five to one hundred eighty five thousand two hundred eighty three or something Horrible like that. No number questions. No number questions. Actually, I do have one number question, but you know, it's it's not an exact thing. It's just like a statement. So yeah, you're good. You you won't be that bad. Oh, you're you got the scorecard now. Yeah, yeah. You you have trouble keeping score, so I'm gonna do it. I I don't math good. (laughs) (laughs) So are we do we do we we gonna flip a coin to see who goes first or? Sure. Who reads first? Here, let me. Sound effects. Yeah, the, the the winner of the coin toss will read first. Okay. All right. You want to call it in the air? Sure. All right. Tails. It is heads. All right. I will be reading first. Okay. So, now, when I'm keeping these points, mm-hmm. if I get it wrong, you get a point. Yes. If I get it right, I get a point. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everybody got that? I'm sure they do. <laughs> It is, it's, I'm just going to start off with saying it is nice to be able to do these face to face. Oh again. yeah. I mean, even though we can see each other on the zoom screen, it's not the same. Yeah, not the same at all. And I actually, I was kind of avoiding doing one of these over zoom because it's just not the same. No. It, you know, I got to get behind my thing so you can just see my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I can, I can read your poker face and that wasn't my actual stutter that was how the song goes it was uh the the gaga stutter yes the uh what was her what was the character's name was it lana from uh uh gamesters gamesters oh yeah uh oh we've called her lady gaga for so long i can't remember what her real name is my my famous meme from the five-year mission page that has been stolen a million times and repurposed Yep. It actually, that actually came up in my memories today when that one dude completely stole it and like reworded it. They oh, had the right. same yes. exact thing and I oh, called yeah. him out on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, well, it wasn't really an original thing anyway. And I was like, mm. <laughs> here's a screenshot from when I posted it in like 2013. So, yeah. Nice today today is also the uh, two year anniversary of when the my car, car accident. <laughs> When somebody outside your house at crashed like, into the back at, of my car, at, sending at like my three car in the morning. Yeah. Crashed into the back of my car, sending my car into the back of your van and sealing your back van door. Yeah. Before it got stolen out of my backyard. <laughs> right. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. You kept it parked in the backyard and somebody was just like, hey, free van. It was just, it was just gone one day. And I didn't even notice for like two days. Right. It didn't have like a bunch of mic stands and stuff in it. It too. did. It, it had like it had five year missions best mic stand in it. <laughs> and I, I actually. OK, so, you know, I know mic stands are pretty, you know, basic and, typical, yeah. you know, like but but like there's this one that we had that was easy to adjust because Noah is a lot shorter. And we all switch and, mics and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so it has this little clip on it where you can just flip the little clip and slide it up and down and you don't have to like tighten it and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it was great. 
but the the bottom the base was a piece of crap it kept it was just so annoying so i actually took like an hour one day and like modified this mic stand and like Frankenstein a couple of stands together to make the, blood sweat and tears yeah, were in that to, mic stand. to make the perfect stand for five-year mission and it was in that van that got stolen out of your own backyard out of my backyard that I didn't notice for like three days <laughs> I love that story first question all right first question well, not question. First statement that you have to determine is real or fake. Ooh, we I, I, I wanted to make little signs to hold up to say Duh. like real and fake for each of us. But oh, well, we'll just say it and I'll edit it out. Yeah. I mean, the people don't need to hear our voices more than right. They, they, they are. They want to hear Cisco. They Everybody want, wants to hear the they, Cisco. They want to hear Senator Vorak. Yes. Hey, Vorak. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Look at that. All right, number one. In Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, the computer-generated scenes of the Genesis device was made by Pixar. It's a fake. Oh, buddy. It is real! That is not real. The same company, just like three years later, went on to become Pixar. But was it made by Pixar? They're not credited as Pixar, but the company that made it became Pixar. Not very long after the Wrath of Khan. Shenanigans. Total shenanigans, <laughs> but I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. And now everybody else knows that little factoid. That's why we're here. We're here to learn. Whatever. So they, so they did the animation of the of what we see on the little computer screen of the, like, like the, the, where it shows like the, like the diagram of the planet and like the, and it like, it's like, it's like the, the 3d model. Yeah. It, it was, it, it's actually also one of the first uh, like computer generated scenes in a movie. Yeah. So it, now isn't it, um, they use the same footage in, in the search for Spock. Oh, right? of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If they, <laughs> Star Trek in like the 80s was known for and well actually and all the way through like the late 90s and stuff were known for recycling everything. Oh, yeah. They they would reuse that one that one space station scene like over and over. Oh yeah. And then like and then like stuff from like uh what was it um generations was used to make like the like part of uh the, the transporter room and stuff on Voyager yeah. and some of the some of the crew quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. What you got? What's your, what's your number one here? Question one. Oh, or, you got to hide behind the mic. Or, I forgot. Uh, mic behind the mic. Statement one. Statement one. In DS9, season four, episode 19. Oh, good Lord. What's the title of the episode? Shattered Mirror. Oh, you seem unsure about that. No, no. I had to think about it. Okay. It's, it's, it's Shattered Mirror. I actually thought that I put it in here and I didn't. I meant to put it right there. Okay. Uh, Cisco, Dax, and O'Brien attempt to transport to the Mirror Universe to rescue Jake when Jennifer kidnaps him, but Cisco is the only one who is transported. That is real. No, that's not real. <laughs> I gotta go with my first answer. It's a fake. Yep, yep. Now, yep. why is it fake, Andy? Uh, oh, who accidentally also went over there? I can't remember. Who else went over with him? I can't remember. 
That's not what. That's not what's fake about. Oh, that's it. not what's. That's, no. Okay, how's it? How's the? How's the statement false? It was Cisco, Kira, and O'Brien, not Dax. Sneaky bastard. I found a new way to get you without using numbers. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Also, by the way, you're gonna hate a bunch of these questions. <laughs> oh God, you, you 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 found a new way to ask me number questions without asking me number questions. <laughs> now, I, I will say. I don't necessarily use that tactic on all on most of these. Okay. It's just you're making like little listicles and just one of them is wrong. <laughs> I'm going to list eight characters. You tell me if those are the exact characters from the scene that I'm referencing. Which seven out of eight are these are true. <laughs> all right. Point, point for me, point for you. Oh, yeah. See, there's where it happens. That's uh, in the room where it happens. Room where it happens. Next. Hamilton reference. I don't know that. What? You haven't watched Hamilton yet? No, never saw Hamilton. I think you'd kind of enjoy it, actually. Yeah. I'm not I'm not usually one for musicals myself, but I highly enjoyed Hamilton. I actually like musicals, so. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I wouldn't watch it, I just haven't. You also like Xanadu. Yeah. And I like Grease, too. Ooh. Why? Because it's superior to Grease. Wasn't Anthony Michael Hall in Grease, too? Nah. That's uh, it's Maxwell Cullifeld. He looks exactly like Anthony Michael Hall when you when you first look at him. Yeah, maybe. I actually maybe. every single time I see it pop up, I think it's Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, I can AMH. See he kind of has that like night in the life of Jimmy Reardon look. Yeah. Okay. Right, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Number two. There's a bunch of '80s references for everyone out there who is not old enough to get any of them. <laughs> We're in our 40s. Give us a break. All right. My number two. Ooh, movie one. In Star Trek 2009, the lens flares were exaggerated due to a lighting malfunction, but J.J. liked the futuristic look, so he recreated them throughout the rest of the movie. Real. It's a fake. Ah, that was my first. (laughs) uh, I second guessed it. Dang it. I, just, I can't remember what the exact number was, but somebody actually made a YouTube video of just where all the lens flares appeared. I uh, think it was like, I think I think at final count, there was like 471 lens flares yeah. <laughs> throughout 2009. There's, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot in that movie. In scenes that wouldn't even have them. Yeah. Oh, but did you notice in the in the last episode of Lower Decks, the, uh, the, the whole rise of Vindictus? Uh, I, I actually still haven't seen. You haven't seen it. Okay. I, I, I haven't. I still haven't seen the any of them since we did the podcast. Oh, okay. I haven't All watched right. any. I haven't watched the 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 Q one. Oh, okay. And I haven't seen anything else after well, that. Keeping keep, keep, when you're watching it, keep 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 an eye out for for the lens flares. It's okay. pretty phenomenal. There's a, there's a lot of cool little like movie callbacks in that episode. I think I think you'll enjoy. Is there a cricket in here? Yeah, apparently. Actually, when we were doing that last podcast, you know how I kept getting up and walking away, uh-huh. uh, like multiple times. Not just when you were talking about the new episode, but like yeah. a, there was a cricket somewhere up in the front that kept going. And it was really loud, and I kept going up and trying to find it, and I couldn't find it. What, what was that? The, was it was that the movie The Last Emperor about the 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 child emperor in China? I don't know. Because there's a that's another one of those '80s movies where like it sticks in my head. I don't really remember too much more about the movie, but as a kid, 
uh, somebody was, uh, there was somebody in his royal, uh, I don't know what the term would be, but somebody in like his, his royal court or something had like a little cricket in a cage and he was like running through this little crowd of people that were like kneeling before him. And he's like, cricket, cricket, where's the cricket? <laughs> that's all that's every single time I hear a cricket and somebody's like, is that a cricket? I automatically go to that line. That's the only thing I remember about that movie. <laughs> Anyway, what's your number two? Uh, <laughs> we keep going off on tangents because we're in front of each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of nice. It is. Statement number two. Statement number two. Plomeek soup is orange. Now I'm trying to think in my head if I've ever actually seen the top of a bowl of Plomeek soup instead of it just being thrown against a wall out of a door. Um... You yes, still, that is you that still is real. see it when it hits the wall. That is real. It is real. It's also vegetarian. As the majority of Vulcans are vegetarian. You have three points. I have one. Sweet justice. <laughs> that is from the episode of Mock Time. That's right. But then at the end, he was like, mm, can I have some of that plumeek soup? Change my mind. Promise I won't throw it. Too late, Spock. No soup. No soup for you. I've seen your true colors shining through. I've seen your true colors. That's why I love you. Aw. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to let them show your true colors. True colors? True colors. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know my dad invented (laughs) post-its? Next. <laughs> Man, I'm full of references tonight. Now I got a now I got a Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion reference in there. Man. Number three. William Shatner was contractually obligated to shave his chest on TOS. Real. It is real. You are correct. That is real. Because Gene Roddenberry said that uh in the future, people aren't hairy. Humans would not have chest hair. Yeah. But when it came time for uh, Leonard Nimoy to shave his chest, he refused. So therefore, it's canon that, that in the future, humans do not have chest hair, but Vulcans do have chest hair. Oh. <laughs> I thought that one was so weird. <laughs> I had it because it, it, sound, it sounds like it would be fake. Yeah. But yeah, he was like, whenever Kirk would have to appear shirtless, he would have to shave his chest. Yeah, I, I felt, felt like I had heard that somewhere before. Actually, I, and that might be in the uh, in, in Shatner's book. Possibly. I think it's remember remembering Star Trek, I think is the name of it or something so, like that. I, I am not Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're number three. Number three. You're number three. In TNG's The Battle... I remember the battle. Damon Bach okay. seeks revenge on Captain Picard for his brother's death. It's like everybody's trying to avenge a brother on Star Trek at some <laughs> point in every series. Let's see. There's there's the episode brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so there's Lore, there's Worf's brother. Yep. There's uh Gilka's husband on, on DS9 that Quark killed but he really just fell on his knife. Kirk's brother died with 
uh, from those with damn vomit dirty, on his back. Damn dirty Klingons. That's <laughs> no, his son. Oh, it's his son. That's yeah. right. No, yeah. his vomit killed his brother. Flying vomit. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Spock's got all kinds of sibling issues. All right, I'm going to say that is fake because it's probably another relative. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of hip to what you're trying to do to me tonight. Uh, it's a fake. Correct, that is fake. Okay, who was he, who was he try, trying to get revenge on? His son. See? Jerk face. Uh, this is, okay, this is, this is how you're working. I'm not a fan of it, but I'll 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 keep I'll keep rolling with it. All right. Hey, I, I got a numbers one for you. We said no numbers. No, oh, this is this is this is in a, in, a, in, a, in a different way. Uh huh. On Discovery season one, remember how Stamets had to do all those jumps in order to like uh, confuse the Klingons and everything. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember how many jumps he had to do? Because there were, there was an initial number that they were going to do, and then they actually did one. Because the amount of jumps he had to do was 133. The original number was 525,600. Real or fake? This is a number question. Yeah, I know. But those are two vastly different numbers. He had to do 133 jumps, but the original number was 525,600. It's a, a whole lot of... That's a very pregnant pause you got there, Mike. Yeah. I'm going to go with fake. I feel like there's... Like you're trying to fake me out. It is real! Nope. That is real. You suck. <laughs> they had to shorten it because the other number just seemed way too big. But do you know why? Do you know the significance of 525,600 jumps that, that, that he was going to do? From Rent. Yeah. Yeah. Because Anthony Rapp was in Rent. Yeah. So, yeah. 525,600 jumps. <laughs> That's what you got to do to get away from Klingons. All right. In Conundrum. From which series? I don't recognize. Huh? TNG. Okay. Um. I mean, I'm about to say the name of a character, which, which would make it obvious. Okay, it would give it away. Okay. In, in Conundrum, Data loses his memory and believes that he works in sickbay. Fake. It's a fake. You are correct. Where, where, does, where does he think he works? Ten forward. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That's right, because he, 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 he was He starts trying. making drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I knew it was, it, was, it was something along those lines. It wasn't, yeah, because I can't really picture him working with Crusher. I mean, she's she, she's always high anyway. <laughs> Blazing <laughs> Bev. Oh, Blazing Bev. <laughs> Question five. Statement five. Statement five. <laughs> when Star Trek first began, Gene Kuhn was brought on. Okay. Yeah. You know Gene Kuhn? Mm-hmm. All right. Gene Kuhn is credited for four major Trek creations. The Prime Directive. Starfleet Command, United Federation of Planets, and Vulcans. Real? It's a fake! God, what is wrong? What Give me another tonight? point. <laughs> because I just got you the way you got me earlier. Because Gene Kuhn is credited for creating 
Prime Directive, Starfleet Command, and the United Federation of Planets. The yeah. Vulcans were already there before Gene Kuhn came on. Vulcan was the one that I was really questioning, but I was like, that that one seems so obviously not true that maybe it is, and you're trying to trick me. Yeah, and I did because he's not created for he's he's not credited for creating Vulcans. He's credited for creating Klingons. This game is stupid. Which Gene Roddenberry hated the name Klingons, but he was he wasn't feeling very good the day that they were shooting. Uh, what's the first Klingon episode? Aaron to Mercy. Aaron to Mercy. Duh. Uh, One point for me. <laughs> but apparently Roddenberry was too tired that day and did, didn't want to argue about it. So they kept the name Klingon because it sounds like they're what, clinging on to something. Right. It sounds like he's talking about uh, Klingons on Uranus. Yeah. Dingleberries. Dingleberries. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, fire or missile at the death of Dingleberry ship doesn't have the same ring as fire or <laughs> missile at the Klingon ship. Right. There's dingleberries on the starboard bow. Starboard bow. Starboard, starboard bow. bow. Starboard bow. <laughs> Good God. How many weird references can we do? <laughs> and oh, and P.S. We will never cover Star Trek and across the universe. Nope. Never ask us. What we just did is the closest you're going to get. Yep. Fark singing it. The role of Catherine Janeway was originally given to international film star Genevieve Bajold who quit after production began. That is real. It is real! She came in and shot for one day, mm -hmm. and she did not like it. Yep. The footage with of her is weird. Very weird. Uh, when, uh, when, when, when Mulgrew came in, wasn't her original name supposed to be like Nicole Janeway? But then, but then, but then Mulgrew suggested Catherine. I think, I think I remember reading that. Because that's so close to Kate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be able to remember that much easier. Every single time I try to do my my Janeway impersonation, it always comes off as like a really bad like Audrey Hepburn impersonation. Yeah, it's better than your Scotty. Wait, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Because I always I always want to go into like a weird Irish accent, but then it all just turns British. And then I try to go to Scottish and I just mess it up. <laughs> and then I just wind up doing like, like almost like a bastardized Bashir impersonation trying to do Scotty. Yeah. Horrible. Well, so far you're kicking my butt here. I know. I I did I, I won I won the last time too, didn't I? I think you did. I did. <laughs> Let's go to the tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My sixth one. On Star Trek Enterprise, before Bakula, Pierce Brosnan was tapped to play Archer. Because this was post his run as 007, mm -hmm. and also post-Remington Steel. Fake. It's a fake! That is fake. But hey, how, how cool would that have been to have Pierce Brosnan as a, as a captain, though? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, he was about the right age. Yeah. So, that I think that would have been kind of neat. Yeah. Honestly, any of the Bonds could be pretty good Trek captains, I think. That's true. It, w it would have been nice to have, like, a Sean Connery as like a weird old like crappy admiral. Yeah. At some point that he would just come in and just admonish everybody. Like it like that would be the only time I would see like someone being able to like dress Kirk down and like what and like, you know, like a gin like one of the later like TOS movies. Mm -hmm. Just come in, come in and be like be like, Kirk, what's wrong with you? You've been a shit captain all these times. I think that um, 
Roger Moore would have made a really good original series captain. I could see that. He, I mean, he was he was very on par with like Shatner's. What about George George Lazenby? Who? He was one of the other 007s. I don't know who that he, is. He, George Lazenby, I think he was in only in one of the Bond movies, uh-huh. if I remember correctly. Is that the, like the one guy who did one right in the middle of Sean Connery's run? I think so. Okay. Sounds about right. Where, Be- like, Connery didn't do it for a movie and then he came back? Yeah, because that was one of the... That was a reference on The Simpsons uh, from my friend, from comic book guy. He was like... Because, like, Milhouse was, was trying to use the bathroom. And he was like, the bathroom is only for paying customers. He was like, well, how much is that? That? Oh, you could not afford that. That is a rare picture of Roger Moore signed by George Lazenby. <laughs> right. I, I remember that. Be gone. <laughs> All right. What you got? Number six. Okay. When the second landing party attempts to beam down to Talos Four and the Menagerie, mm-hmm. Spock and Number One are the only two crew members to successfully get there. Fake. Why is that fake? Uh, because there are other members of the away team. But I know also. Say the, the second time they were beaming down. Yeah, this is the the second landing party. Okay. That be, that beams down. Because it was only, well, no, Spock and, no, because number one was down there. Spock did not go down. I don't remember why it's fake, but it's (laughs) fake. (laughs) It's a fake. Okay, but why? Uh, Because it was number one in Yeoman Cult. The, That's t- right. the two women in the party That's were the right. ones that beamed down. I and was I was always disappointed that we we didn't get more out of y- y- Yeoman Cult. Yeah, hey, maybe we will in Strange New Worlds. Ooh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, what's funny is uh, I I started writing that question or that that statement as my second one uh-huh. because I was just like looking up different various things, and when I got like halfway through writing, and I was like, wait a minute, this is the exact same question as my first one. Only that one was Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't go back to this formula so soon. Like, well, but it was like, you know, a, a few people tried to beam down. Only some of them made it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the exact same concept. Yeah, oh, yeah true. <laughs> true. So, so I moved it farther down my list so it wouldn't be like repeated so quickly. One, two, three, repeated. So you got the point. And I also just just made a Fugazi reference. Boom. No one knows what that is. What? Man, you have twice as many points as me now. <laughs> Darn right I do. About to have more, I think, probably. So, yeah, Strange New Worlds. Uh, we could we could get a, could get a yeoman cult out uh, of the deal. I mean, we probably will. I assume everyone that they featured in the cage will be what on the, the show. What was the original doctor's name? The old dude that yeah. immediately brought like a mini bar. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't remember the. I don't honestly don't remember any of their names. You know what the doctor ordered? Drinks. Because <laughs> there was also that. Uh, there was like a helmsman or whatever who was like mm-hmm. Hispanic or something, right? I think so. Sounds about right. It's been a hot minute since I've actually watched the cage, so yeah. I need to go back and start watching the more like iconic episodes that I haven't gone back to for a while for a while yeah we'll see 
It's in my queue. Actually, I just I just recently restarted a season four of Deep Space Nine because then we're getting into the Dominion. That's Dominion York. That's right. Actually, the reason my first question was from Shattered Mirrors because we watched it today. Uh, oh, and that was at the end of season four. <laughs> so we're in the same like area of watching that weird that's funny and then you're you're also watching lost no yeah i was gonna say the next question is how how far are you in lost right now still like mid season of season two oh man i mean like i'm like like mid midway through season four right now you're watching it a lot faster than we are yeah i'm watching like four episodes a night typically yeah we're we're lucky to watch like four a week well i got i got distracted because uh, season six of uh schitt's creek the final season just dropped on netflix so we binged that in two days there's only like 10 episodes so yeah it ended fantastic and they're like half hour shows right yeah schitt's creek is yeah yeah, no, well, I, I just did two more bets. That one's spelled Three. different, though. You can you can say that one. That's true. It has a dollar sign at the end. Yeah, I I saw the first season of Shit's Creek. I never watched the rest of it. Um, it's it's good. Yeah, I like it a lot. It, the first season was okay. I think I I was a little bored with it, and then I didn't keep going. I've just always loved. Uh, pretty much anything that uh, Eugene Levy does. Uh, like uh, the cast. Is fantastic. Oh like, yeah. Like I, I, you know, I, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all great. Yeah. Um, I just, I think I just kind of got bored with like the, it was, it was a little formulaic. I think it, it, it is pretty formulaic, but the characters develop so well on that show. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch the rest sometime. Yeah. I, I, I recommend it. I recommend it. Moving on. All right. Your next one. My seven. Deep Space Nine was originally supposed to primarily take place on the planet surface of Bajor, but due to budgetary restraints, they could not do that. That's fake. It is real! No way. Because originally, it was supposed to be like a space western, because you know how like Roddenberry always described Star Trek, he's, you know, like, wagon train to the stars and everything. They wanted to base Deep Space Nine on the, the I think it was the, in the 1950s, the show The Rifleman, which was about a widowed cowboy and his son. Uh, they moved to like a small little like desert town, but then they, you know, decide they need to start defending it. So they're going to have Cisco and Jake go to like down to the planet Bajor and they were going to have like a small little station down there, like on the surface. And like, that's what it was going to be was just basically the the rifleman on like an alien planet name your sources uh that one what i believe that one was on um memory alpha which is a pretty reliable source i don't know man you can look it Uh, up i give you your point look up deep just google deep space nine and the rifleman it's fine you can have the point yeah well there you go there you go Sure, sure got that one. You're just being a sore loser. I'm not. Your faded Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt. It is pretty faded. Very faded. I could barely tell what it's supposed to be. So, question seven. Seven. Statement seven. Whatever. Vic Fontaine's James Darren uh-huh. starred alongside Bill Shatner and TJ Hooker. That is real. Yeah, that was pretty easy. <laughs> I gave you an easy one. Did he sing though? Did he sing in TJ Hooker? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, 
I've only really, I only really saw that when I was a kid. Yeah, oh, I know. It's I been have so too. long. I really don't remember. There might have been an episode where he like did a scene where he was singing, but I don't think that he sang regularly like he did on was Deep Space Nine. It, was he at least scatting in the back of the squad car? <laughs> I don't. Scoot up, be but 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 shut up. Turn you into hologram. All right, unless I get every single question right. <laughs> I'm running away with this one tonight. I know. If you get one more right, uh, or if, if you win one more of these, then you are then you win because... But we're uh, going to keep going anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through all of them anyway, but <laughs> I have to get every one of them right from this point on for it to be a tie. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, this is, this, this is a fun one. Another Deep Space Nine question. Jadzia Dex was originally meant to fly. I'm going to say fake. It is real! That is also real. God. How is that real? You want to know why? What was, was she not a trill no, do originally? You, or? Do you remember the episode Melora? Yeah. About the lady and yeah, the, the I, researcher I in the, the wheelchair? Uh-huh. That was originally supposed to be the Dax character. But again, due to budgetary constraints, they didn't want to have to have to like make Dax fly around all the time when she's like in her quarters or anything. Yeah. So due to budgetary constraints, they just went with another idea of Dax. But they liked the idea so much they brought Melora in as a character because they liked that whole mm. aspect of the whole like uh, the whole handy capable person that yeah. uh, just couldn't deal with gravity. So, you know, let her fly around her quarters when, you know, instead of coming going back and letting your hair down, you know, she lets it up <laughs> to the ceiling. And they, like, film it upside down so her Damn. hair just goes. <laughs> and I still want to know why every single doorway on DS9 has a little lip over it. So you can't just, you know, roll something through there. I know. The Kardashians are stupid. Kardashians were jerks. Yeah. You hit the S a little too. I did a little the, too the hard on it. Cardassians were jerks. There you go. I, I they don't correct me. I watch Star Trek. <laughs> Just call me Lou. <laughs> that was and, a. And you, you've been listening to the Lou Trek show. <laughs> man, that was the first podcast interview we ever did as a band, and the host of a Star Trek podcast kept calling it Star Trek. And we would look at each other and just go, oh. Drove me crazy. In, Mike, Mike, Mike wanted to point it out so many times during the interview, but we were just like, we were just like, no, we, we noticed it too. Don't say anything. <laughs> so how'd you guys start, start deciding writing, writing songs about Star Trek? Man, it's been 10 years, so it's okay to. <laughs> That's right. It's been a decade since we did that yeah. one. It's okay to point it out. And I, don't, I don't think we, I don't think we've seen Lou Trek since. To be then. fair, it wasn't Lou; it was the co-host. Yeah, didn't who, we... whose name I can't even remember now. Yeah, but hey, Lou, your co-host, he says it wrong. I'm not even sure if that show's still going on. Going on. I don't. I don't. I haven't heard anything from it. You never know. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find out next week. I know. But Bill and Dan are going to announce we have a new show coming over to New to the Trek, Trek Geeks Network, <laughs> the Lou Trek Show. <laughs> oh crap! Uh oh! <laughs> wow! Uh, where were we? 
that was your number eight, I believe. I haven't asked my number eight yet. Oh, yeah, because we were talking about flying Daxes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I gave you the point. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> no, I think it is you as the one that sucks tonight. <clears throat> no, you, you cheat. I left my phone sitting here. You looked at it. I, I did not. I know what happened. Eight. Eight. Jennifer Sisko died on the Saratoga at Wolf 359. I think you're trying to mess me up with this one because it's probably was not the Saratoga. I know it was during the Battle of Wolf 359. <gasps> Fake. It is real. Finally got you. Oh, it was the Saratoga at 359. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I oh, man. <laughs> people, there's people out there right now yelling at me. Yeah. What do you mean, What good fork? You think it was the Tecumseh? <laughs> it wasn't no Constitution class, I'll tell you that much. Sure wasn't the Cerritos. Nope. Because they turned tail. <laughs> which I think is one of the most fantastic things about the opening credits of Lower Decks. I, I love those opening credits. They're so well done. They're perfect. It's like it sums up the show so well. But if you want to hear more about Lower Decks, go and listen to our last episode. Of Five Year Mission, the podcast. But yeah, Saratoga at Wolf 359. And that's why Cisco held a grudge against Picard for so long. Yep. Get off my ship. Station. Sorry. Station! Station! <laughs> From the Church of Faith No More, Sir Jim Martin. Station! Station. <laughs> God! <laughs> <sighs> Alright, moving on. Hey, guess what? I have a Voyager question. It's rare. Yeah. Oh, I had one earlier, too. Yeah. Nice! Two Voyager I, questions. I knew I should have done more Voyager questions. Yeah, I would have gotten none of them. I, I was trying to be nice. I was, you know, I, I wanted to do more. I had several more in mind, and I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I'm going to give them a variety. Uh, I, yeah, I tried to. So I, th I think I've covered every series so far. Almost. You, you've done better than, than I did. I think I only really did. You did a lot of DS9. Yeah, I, I did DS9, TOS, and Voyager. I think that's all I did in mine. Ridiculous. No, you had a TNG. Oh, there's, 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 the there's TNG. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, screw Enterprise. Yeah, I always, I always love these these statements about uh, so and so was tapped to play so and so. Yeah, I always love these. Um, Linda Carter auditioned for the role of Captain Catherine Janeway, Wonder Woman herself. Yeah, I know what you mean. And was she president on Supergirl? She was. Yeah. Uh, fake. It is real. Real. Oh, really? Come on, man. <laughs> and actually, also, uh, there was another famous Linda that auditioned for Janeway, and that was Linda Hamilton. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. We have a very different show. Yeah. The episode where she like strips down to like a vest with a big gun and climbs through a bunch of tubes to shoot giant. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a little too Terminator. Ma ma macro 
whatever they whatever they were. I, that you're would be asking the wrong guy when it comes to Voyager plots. I think it's called. I think it's Macrocosm. Sure. Something like that. All I know is that Harry Kim stayed in Ensign. <laughs> Poor Harry. <laughs> I've been waiting for him to make a joke about that on on uh, lower decks. I mean, that's that's ripe for the picking right there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But wait, are they even in the time? Would they even know about Voyager, really? Well, it takes place after Nemesis. Okay, that's true. And Voyager had returned. Returned by that. By point. Nemesis. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, like, you know, like there's, there was that sort of threshold reference. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so they're definitely well aware of the world of Voyager then. All yeah. right, good deal. All right, you got you got a number nine for me. Number nine. Uh, number nine? yes. Yeah, let me. Here's another Voyager yeah, one for me. you. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Jerk. In worst case scenario, sure. <laughs> Tuvok discovers a holodeck program about a Maquis takeover of Voyager. Sure. Real. It's a fake. Okay. <laughs> it was in fact. Balana, who discovered <laughs> the holodeck wasn't program. She, wasn't she part of the Maquis? Tuvok is the one who made the program. Ooh. I, I really liked his song, Dear Mama. <laughs> also a reference from 10 years ago. That's true. Wait, that was longer than 10 years. Tupac? Wait, what? Tupac Shakur? Oh, Tupac. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were uh, referring to one of the songs that we did with Tim Russ. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember any of the. Yeah, because if 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 nobody out there knows or forgets, uh, at one of the very first local conventions that we did, Starbase Indie, we were asked to be Tim Russ's backup band on like how many days' notice? It was like well, I think they gave us about two weeks' notice. Okay, and it was all like Tim Russ's like original material. Yeah. So it was, it was a little weird how to learn those. We were supposed to do like five songs, but then he like cut his set short to like, I think three. I, well, he did two, okay. I, I think. And we like, and then he like left the stage and we were like, come on, do one more. Cause like we were told that he was doing five songs and, yeah. and, he, and he was like embarrassed to be doing them. So it, yeah. was, it was very awkward. Well, it was also at that dinner with the stars thing, which is a little more intimate than playing an actual show. I think there were probably what, like maybe like 40 people total in the room and they were all seated and, like eating like a buffet dinner. Right. People like <laughs> chomping down on prime rib, watching you like struggle through a song with a band you never played with before. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey man, Max growing chick didn't have any problem doing it. That's true. That's true. And that's why that's that's why Max loves us so much. Yeah. That's why he borrows borrows our keyboards. <laughs> We're eventually going to wear these stories out. <laughs> we really truly are. We we need to get back to playing conventions so we have more stories. Yeah. We'll get there. One of these days, things will be back to normal. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're podcasting together. That's a good that's a good step. That is good. Yeah. All right, this is your last one. My right? final one. All right, let me have it. Brent Spiner. Mm, I know him. You sh sure do. Darn tootin'. Brent Spiner, made famous by playing Data on Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, once played a talk show host voice on South Park. 
I just watched all of South Park too, <laughs> like over the last like quarantine. Yeah. I've I haven't watched a new episode of South Park in like three seasons. I need to. The last three seasons have been really good. Okay. Hey, real or fake, man? I know. I'm thinking. <laughs> Don't change the subject. Hey, you you kind of talked to me earlier for like five minutes before finally answering. You 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 got me to like to show my cards on my face. It's true. It worked. Real. It is real. It is real. Yeah. But. He was in it was in South Park's bigger, longer, uncut movie. Ah. And the talk show host, he played the voice of Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I was going to say. Which I thought I was like, read that and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why wouldn't they just get Conan O'Brien to do the voice of Conan O'Brien? They know him. That was Brent Spiner. I thought it was. Uh, I, I thought it was Dave from Kids in the Hall. Nope. Well, no, as a, they, like uh, Dave Foley. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had, he he did a voice in that movie, but but he wasn't Conan. No, so so Spiner played Conan, huh? Brent Spiner played huh. Conan O'Brien in South Park. I thought that was a real weird one. I still got the point. Yeah, that was actually <laughs> the one that I wrote down last minute. I was like, crap, I still need a number ten, and I finished nine of them last night. And then, like before I came here, I was like, crap, I forgot I needed a ten. Don't do it, Conan. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> this statement doesn't even matter because you've already. Oh, I killed you in this. Yeah, this, you, this you killed me. Version of real or fake? This is, but this is a bunch of crap. Total crap. But I'll, I'll take it. Or is it shit? No, this is this is BS. <laughs> in Star Trek Insurrection. It's, it's it's pronounced Star Trek, Mike. Oh yeah, that's right. In in Star Trek Insurrection, the captain's yacht is named after Marie Antoinette. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen Insurrection. Uh, that is fake. It's a fake. Not after Marie Antoinette. It is not named after Marie Antoinette. It's French, though. Yeah. Do you remember who it is? I do not remember who it is. Jacques Cousteau. Oh, fantastic. We have officially launched the five-year mission Patreon. On there, you can see posts with pictures and videos of behind-the-scenes shenanigans with the band and the podcast. There are different levels you can sign up for, where you'll get exclusive merch and videos and unreleased tracks and demos and other stuff from the band and the podcast that you wouldn't normally get if you didn't follow us on Patreon. The different tiers you get to choose from go from Ensign all the way up to Admiral, and one of the perks of being an Admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. This week's producers are Neil Carpenter, Debbie Rinke, Helen Lake, Carol Jones, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, Becky and Roxy, and of course, Jim Morehouse. So head over to the Five Year Mission Patreon right now and sign up as an admiral, and your name could be listed at the end of the next episode of Five Year Mission the Podcast. Just go to patreon.com slash five year mission. That's the number five year mission. Fansets.com is your home for all things pop culture pin related. I know I say it every single time we post these, but come on, fansets.com is fan. 
fantastic. Head over there right now. You can get the Star Trek Voyager 25th Anniversary Master Set. There's only going to be 125 of these things. So, you know, get over there, toss that one in your cart. Uh, they got some new Scooby-Doo pins, including the Mystery Machine, which looks pretty awesome. They also have new stuff from DC, including Crisis of Infinite Earths series. Oh, and there's also the Anti-Monitor 4-inch pin, which is kind of unheard of for fan sets. So get on over there. They're also pre-ordering the Star Trek Lower Decks. That's right. One of my favorite new series. So head over there right now. Maybe even toss in a limited edition fan sets face mask. Because, you know, we all need one of those now nowadays. So head over there right now. Put any and all of these things in your cart. When you're checking out, use the discount code 5YEARMISSION. That is the number 5, all caps, YEAR MISSION. 5YEAR MISSION. Get 15% off of your entire order. It is jacket weather, so I really need to get all my buttons off, rearrange them all, get some fan sets ones in the strategic little spots, show them off, and people will be like, hey, where'd you get that pen? And I'll say, fansets.com. Because, you know, fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank Fansets for sponsoring our show and every single show on the Trek Geeks Network each and every week. You suck. I certainly do. What's the final score there, Mike? <laughs> um, I don't want to say. No, say it. Say it. Say it, say it loud and proud. 13 to 7. Holy crap. <laughs> wow. You'll have to you'll have to go back and check and see what the score was last time. Man. I know it wasn't that big of No, I think this is the the worst one that the like that either of us have had so far. Yeah. So I know the first one was fairly close. I think like I mean there I know there was even like a discrepancy of like we had to go through and be like, you beat me by like two or something like that. And we had to go back through and do the math. There was something wrong with it. Last time, I think I beat you by like three or four. Mm-hmm. This time, though. Wait, 13, seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that equals 20. Never mind. Yeah. I've told you I don't I don't math. <laughs> and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, was that your favorite round of third round of real or fake that we've ever done so far my favorite third round yeah your favorite third round uh yeah i mean I mean, there's a bunch of third third rounds of real or fake to right, choose from yeah of all the third rounds of real or fake yeah this one has been the third one it's very true i don't think a statement could be more true <laughs> it's also been in person yeah so that was that was kind of a nice little uh little uh, thing to do sure. We're, we're like, we're about six feet apart. I'd say it's close to six feet, probably like five and three quarters. Yeah. If anything else. I mean, if I were to lay down between us right now, like my feet would probably be on your lap. We should just podcast like that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See, what we need is like is a six foot long couch. And you sit up on one end, I sit up on the other end, and our feet both go towards the middle. And we could rub each other's feet while we podcast. Yeah, we could rub feet. Make it a whole, like, Tarantino play, night. Play footsie. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing. I like it. I, I have a feeling you that... I wonder uh, where the giggles are coming from. It's I, from my feet. I have a feeling that a few select fans would uh, be very upset if we didn't do a video podcast of that. That's very true. <laughs> We've been shipped, Mike. We've been shipped. We've been shipped. Oof. Actually. Right on the stage. Right here. <laughs> right where we're oh, sitting. Oh, God. <laughs> and I did bring a beer tonight. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, if only you guys uh, knew. Oh, man. Um, there's a select few who know. There's probably five people that know. Well, okay. Five in our band. We all know. Wow. But and then beyond that, I think there's probably another five. Only Noah was there for it. Hmm? The others have heard about it, but it was. Oh, okay. Noah was the only no, one. No, it was, was just there. it was just me and you. I think I thought no, Noah, no, Noah had, had, he, had, he had wasn't gone there back to home. listen. No, Noah had, Noah left with Chris the the night before. We woke up, had breakfast. Oh, that's right, because they always like to hurry and get home. Yeah, yeah. And then we got to read our erotic <laughs> five-year mission fan fiction <laughs> that somebody had a uh, slipped to us. And now the the author knows that we know. Yeah. So it's fine. We're, we're waiting for a sequel or No, we're not. <laughs> or, you know, uh, I mean we we need An more updated version with like Noah and Chris. We need more fanfics, you know. We, yeah. I mean there can be other other people shipped, you know. It doesn't have to be the two of us again. So anyone out there that writes erotic fan fiction, please get at us after you've written it, publish it. You know, do do it to it. E-publishing. It's fine. And then let us know that you've done it, and then we will read it. We will even do a dramatic reading if you write erotic fan fiction, and we will make it exclusive to the five-year mission Patreon. Not the Trek Geeks Patreon. They can just... The Trek Geeks can just, can subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> our podcast is sponsored by Trek Geeks. They get... Any kind of, you know, they, they, they host the podcast and everything. They're, they're gracious enough to have us. But if you want dramatic readings of five-year mission erotic fan fiction, you'll have to go to the five-year mission Patreon once somebody writes it, and then we will do it. Just a heads up, if Patrick is one of the five-year mission characters not being be shipped, he will be played by somebody else. He will probably be played by me. <laughs> he will be played by one of the other four members of the band that can do the best and best Patrick impersonation. Hey guys, what's happening? Was that, was that a good Patrick? It's okay. All right. I, I gotta, I gotta work on Scotty. I gotta work on Janeway. I gotta work on Patrick <laughs> for the eventual erotic faith fiction. After Rita, this has been five year mission. The podcast <laughs> We'll see you next time. <laughs> Forget computer. Erase that entire personal log. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. 
For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.